Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. It is October, it is the month of horror, it is the Christmas of horror. And, yes, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's also the dawn of Tim's wedding, which is happening possibly right this very minute. Because uh, we're recording this in advance. You can see it's still quite bright outside. It's, it's actually still summer. But we're recording episodes in advance for October. And this one's a biggie. This is a, this is a big uh, classic. This is Reanimator. Uh, 1985, Stuart Gordon directed, uh, Brian Usner producing. I'll, I'm only specifying that because it always says Brian Usner's, you know, mm-hmm. reanimator. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle and we will uh, we will talk about it. So uh, obviously, I don't have to ask mm-hmm. him if he likes reanimator because of course he does. Mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard him rave about it before. Actually, first question I want to ask uh-huh. him. Oh, okay. Is which cut did you watch of Reanimator? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I have the Arrow Blu-ray. Yes. And I don't think it specifies. I, I just press play when I watched it last night. But there's more than one disc. Is that correct? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure in the version I have. <laughs> oh, I'd have to get it, but I think I only have one disc. Um. Well, my my version has both the unrated cut and the integral cut. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, well, uh, actually, let me. Do you know how long yours was? Because mine was, I think, only because I, I noticed it was uh, surprisingly short. I think it was only like an hour twenty four minutes. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the normal one. That's the unrated. The cut. regular one. Um, okay. No, that's why I watched as well. Um, mainly because mm-hmm. the director said in the past that it's his preferred cut. That said, that was before mm-hmm. the the integral cut existed, so I don't know what his opinion is now. Um, but it had been so long since mm-hmm. I've watched it that I didn't want to watch the the newer cut because I was like, I won't go remember what's mm-hmm. new and what's not. I'm going to be confused. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so basically, what the integral cut is, or to rewind and tell you why there's an integral cut at all, why it exists. So when Reanimator mm-hmm. came out, it was essential to high heavens. The MPAA were not happy with the violence, mm-hmm. so they had to cut it, c- well, cut it to shreds. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what. One thing I was thinking about when I was watching it is like, th- there's no way this movie could ever have been played on TV, right? Because like, I, like forty five percent of it is like naked butts. <laughs> like there's like there's no way this was would have been on like basic cable. That that you might be true in that but the r-rated version might have been i don't know i don't know how i've never seen the r-rated version but i know it cuts out a lot of the violence and stuff and the gore okay. um but what one thing it did i didn't know is because they took all that stuff out they added in a lot of extra scenes uh, they added some other subplots okay. um and uh it added like a, i think it was a psychological element uh, to the film to like sort of space up a little bit mm. um apparently it helped okay. explain uh early on in the film when the, the dean finds out like when he first finds out that uh Dan helped uh, West on his his little experiment, and he gets really angry. Apparently, it helps explain why he's so angry, like really quickly. But mm-hmm. um, when they did the unrated cut for home video, it's like, it's like no, no, we don't we don't need that extra stuff because now it has all the original violence back in. It doesn't need the uh, the the extra stuff to make it interesting. The integral cut oh, okay. is actually all of those extra scenes put back in, but with the additional violence mm. still there. Okay, I'll have to um look at my uh yeah look my blu-ray over because i i did notice it has a lot of special features so i don't know uh i i was actually interested like after i watched it last night yeah i I would be surprised if the arrow version doesn't have the the other cut yeah because arrow tends to be quite comprehensive with their their releases i do know on one side of the case there was like a little 
like booklet or something so mm. it is possible there's a disc underneath <laughs> that booklet i didn't look oh my god <laughs> but... Tim, you are such a noob <laughs> well it's not like i was planning on doing like a huge deep dive last hey, night Tim, i had to watch it like last night Tim, <laughs> I, I, is the is the blu-ray in the room with you right now is it over on the other side of the room yeah, I can go grab it. Go, I want to know the answer to this right now. Go All grab right, it. Okay. Um, I will entertain the audience <laughs> while Tim is away. I want to know if he's an idiot and has the disc underneath the booklet. Because um, I feel like this will make for good TV. I think you'll agree. Okay, let's Tim see back. here. <laughs> uh, oh, no. No disc. It's just one. Okay. No. Yeah, it's just one disc. Alright, uh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Jeez, that is a ton of special features, though. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe that version's on there. I, I didn't notice. No, I'll, I'll be surprised if it's not. I feel like Arrow typically do it. Yeah. Unless they have like, a limited like version with more stuff or something like that. Because they sometimes do that. Yeah, it's possible that could have been a super duper one. Yeah. Because I, I did get whatever cheap one they have so. <laughs> so there's an advertisement for don't torture a duckling in it uh that sounds about right they like to put in a little i've actually got a collection of the the, the, the cards they put in for, for the adverts mm-hmm. uh, i've got like a collection of about like 40 of those just stacked up like on a shelf somewhere oh. um i took them all out just like a little set um but yeah so we're good about reanimator reanimator of course is heavily mm-hmm. kind of frankenstein inspired um, although it does it does claim to be HP Lovecraft, I don't actually know how much of an influence like like HP Lovecraft's story has on it. Like, I, 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 do you know how yeah related it is to HP um, Lovecraft? I'm not sure. I I have a a friend who is obsessed uh, with Lovecraft, so he would probably know the answer. Uh, I I do think it's based on a a short story of his, but I do feel like. Lovecraft usually tends to be not not this straightforward, you yeah. know. Like, I feel like he usually deals with more bigger cosmic concepts and stuff. So I, I don't know how you know accurate or whatever it would be to that. It was my fancy steelbook version. Ooh, yeah, nice! Pretty. I have the steelbook for Bride, but yeah, I'm interested in the sequels. I think I think we'll probably do the two sequels uh, in the near mm-hmm. future because I've never seen either of them. Uh, be an interesting. They're all on Blu-ray now. Ooh, there. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, because I always got the impression it's kind of mm-hmm. like how all the Tom Clancy games that come out, like they have nothing to do with Tom Clancy. <laughs> they just have the right to use okay. his name. Fair, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, and I, I don't know. I I feel like Lovecraft is a, um, well, I, I guess it's different. The, uh, between calling something Lovecraft and actually saying H.P. Lovecraft's blah 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 um, but yeah I mean I feel like his stuff gets very you know watered down and yeah, yeah it, it tends to just be like uh, there's some tentacles in it so yeah it's Lovecraft you know yeah because I, um, I definitely think of this as more of like a, an 80s like horror comedy version of Frankenstein than I do like H.P. Lovecraft yeah. you know that's just kind of how it feels but mm-hmm. uh, so you, you have uh, you know West um, who mm-hmm. is the the mad scientist medical student? And actually, I love that this movie takes place mm-hmm. at a medical school. Like, and it's like uh, mm-hmm. it's a unique setting. Like, I feel like I don't see it often enough. Obviously, if you watch Scrubs, mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of medical school stuff. But um, I didn't like that show, so okay. I didn't see a whole lot of it. 
it's fine sure uh <laughs> but no it's just a really interesting setting because it's kind of like okay we're students mm-hmm. but we have access to cadavers and we have access to like you know surgical mm-hmm. equipment it's just an interesting mix of things yeah just kind of like how when i was a student i had access to cameras mm-hmm. and tripods and, and boom mics and, and mm-hmm. shit uh so you know <laughs> okay I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a far cry <laughs> to you know having access to a bone saw mm-hmm. okay fair all right uh so tim you enjoy this film Sounds like you're like <laughs> why, why why do you enjoy it go on ask your stupid question i feel oh, there's no, a silly just... question coming go on oh no, no i was just saying it sounds like you're like just trying really hard to like you know prove that like you went to school like i don't know i feel like yeah okay we believe you you don't have to try to convince us no i i just mean um because not not all courses have like you need, not all courses require access to equipment, you know. Like if if you mm-hmm. study like like English lit, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're looking at books. <laughs> you, you 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 don't need yeah. like a lab or or in my case like a you know a, 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 a camera kit and stuff to to do your work. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm just. I like uh, the university I went to had a a farm that the science kids could go to and interact with sheep and chickens okay <laughs> as you do that was one of my favorite classes when i took like a animal science 101 and then at the the end of the year you get to go to the farm and get to hold a chicken and pet a sheep it's great wild college times oh my oh my indeed um <laughs> so Oh, I, so where we go? So 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 West is this nut mm-hmm. job who thinks he can bring back the dead. He, he can reanimate them. He, he's broken mm-hmm. the twelve minute brain dead barrier mm-hmm. um, to the point. He's, but he's so up himself that when he arrives at the new school, that the you know doctor. Uh, oh god, I forgot his name. Uh, let me just double Hill. check. Hell, Doctor Hell, uh, who's like the sort of the main doctor or the main teacher rather. I mean, he's both. He's a doctor as well, but you know, yeah. certainly he's he's he's, he's, he's their mm-hmm. lecturer. Uh, he like he's given them a lecture on uh, you know on cutting open the brain and stuff, and immediately mm-hmm. West at the end of the class gets up and says, "I can't believe you teach these people this drivel." You know, you just you know you're unlo- you're trying to block their minds up before they even try and experiment and see what they believe in themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Even before that, the first time he meets them, he's just like, "Oh yeah, your your research is outdated. You've basically plagiarized." Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, so the movie opens with a scene of him in Switzerland with this other scientist that he, he was studying with. Oh yeah, and the scientist mm-hmm. dies, and you, you get this ridiculous, great scene with the the effects and the, the eyes popping out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they kept calling him Gruber, and I was like, "Okay, whatever, right?" And obviously, I'm thinking Hans Gruber from from Die Hard. <coughs> Later on, you find sure. out his first name was Hans. This, this guy was called Hans Gruber and they're not even taking it from Die Hard because this is like three years before Die Hard came out so that, that this is the first Hans Gruber in cinema oh interesting okay I'm just saying I didn't even put that together yeah I think that's worth mentioning <laughs> this is important mm-hmm. uh, so so yeah so he, he so the plot of the movie is, is that he's trying to do this stuff he gets he gets a roommate with another main character uh, our, our protagonist really uh, Dan who is a med student mm-hmm. and he's dating the dean's daughter and they have a played by Barbara Cramp- Crampton of course who's uh, become a bit, something of a horror uh, I don't want to say icon oh yeah she's but she's definitely a recognized figure I would figure. say she's an icon sure like okay. I, I, I think so like you know I, I think at this point she's been in like so much stuff that 
it's like maybe she doesn't have as like this is probably her most iconic role oh absolutely um, yeah definitely but like uh yeah like maybe she doesn't pop up in like a always the best movies but she's in like a ton of horror movies like you know it's definitely a one of those very recognizable horror faces oh sure yeah and, and she's great in this too uh, not sure although she's... actually if i have um maybe like when i was watching it yesterday i think maybe my one complaint about the movie uh is that uh, I, I wish maybe they would have given her a little more to do because she really is she's just the screaming girlfriend oh, throughout sure, the whole yeah. movie like it would have been nice maybe if at some point she had like a little agency or something but i mean obviously like you know <laughs> it's you know the 80s and kind of take it for you know yeah, what it is, but yeah. no, that's maybe the one like, small complaint I have. It's good to acknowledge it, even if it's you know, if it feels almost pointless to criticize it too much for it now. But it's it's good to acknowledge it and say, yeah. okay, this is this is how it was, and let's let's be aware of that moving forward. But um, so yeah, so he so West moves in with him, and then eventually kind of ropes him into his experiments, and it it quickly goes very badly. Uh, anything he reanimates like gets very angry very quick uh, starting with a cat and then leading to other specimens more human specimens of course um, and then the last act of this movie gets downright absurd with the dark humour and the oh, ridiculous yeah. effects and the, uh, the the crudity of it so uh, that is that is essentially what reanimator is in a nutshell uh, it's a great performance um, of course uh, for 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 West um, by uh, Jeffrey Combs Jeff Jeffrey Combs. Uh, yeah, he's like. I don't go. Oh no, he he just brings so much like a gravitas to the character. Like you know, it's definitely very over the top, but you know, you feel like you know for that character that you know overly smart, opinionated, you know, uh, like uh, obsessed, you know, not afraid to speak his mind, that kind of person. Like that is how they would act, and yeah, he just does such a good job, and he makes him such a. Like yeah, he's like kind of like a little weasel, but you can't really help but love him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, maybe we, maybe this will be more of a discussion like after spoilers and everything. But like, w- one thing I do kind of want to talk about is like, you know, uh, like t- should he be considered like a good guy or is he like the bad guy, the villain of the the movie? Oh, like, I, it's I a, definitely it's an interesting character. I definitely don't think he's a good guy. I I think. He's not the most villainous, but he is very willing to kill things. I mean, we never get a confirmation if he actually killed the cat or if he just found it dead. But I am basically ninety nine point nine percent sure he killed the cat. You know, I I yeah. I, I can't root for for West at all. Um, but he's definitely not as sleazy as what the as the real villain turns out to be. I guess he's kind of a weird character in that sense oh, because sure. I feel like the start of the movie is building him up as if he's going to be the villain. And then he's ultimately kind yeah. of like this weird neutral middle ground that that you know mm-hmm. like he seems villainous in places, but there's, a, there's another villain, the big bad villain uh, for the last act. Mm-hmm. That again, full spoilers for that later, but um, mm-hmm. he ends up being this weird middle ground of, of a character, which, but not 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 in a way that makes you feel bland, where it feels like they didn't pick either side. It's just that he's this yeah. weird anomaly of, of a character. But yeah. I just think the you know the performance is is so good and he's such a you know an interesting uh, character that even though he is I guess somewhat of an antagonist I I feel like you do kind of end up you know rooting for him a little bit uh, or at least in the sense of you're like oh I want to see more of him he's very unhealthily obsessed uh, with his work mm-hmm. that's that's for sure that's definitely yeah. for sure 
Um, so obviously we we can't not like to, uh, spo- sticking to spoiler free stuff just now. We can't not mention the effects mm. and the the yeah. the practical effects where we've got like you know body parts falling off. We've got um the, you know heads decapitated and um mm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's but mm. I I think what I like about it is not only is it really like sort of bloody and stuff and really. But it's it's all as as an element of playfulness to the whole thing. Like it's, it always feels kind of playful oh, yeah. and fun and just a little bit goofy, um, and mm-hmm. you know just rolling with the insanity of it all. And I, I think that I, I would extend that to the music. I think the music's really playful. Like it starts off almost sounding yeah. like Friday the Thirteenth score with the, the the violins and the strings, like da da da, oh. and then it goes into this more playful melody. And it's like, no, we're, we're, yeah. you have fun. Like, like it almost reminds me of. Uh... Uh, speak about the music like it, it almost sounds like a little hitchcockian at first it does uh, yeah, yeah but then it but then it kind of goes into something that like oh like you might see this more in a like gremlins or honey i shrunk the kids kind of like opening it's or funny something like because <laughs> I, I i i compared it to Friday the 13th score and you said hitchcock mm-hmm. Because Friday of the Thirteenth score was intentionally ripping off Hitchcock scores, <laughs> so oh, okay. uh, so so we were meaning the same thing. But like, yeah, it starts off like a serious horror, like thriller, like music, and then it goes into this more upbeat kind of kind of playful theme, and uh, that's kind of the tone of the movie. Really, is, is it, it keeps yeah. it playful, and I, I think whenever mm-hmm. I watch it and I, I have a blast, I'm like, I always forget, like, yeah, that's just a really fun movie with lots of really wacky scenes where. They said, yeah. "Oh, can we do this? Can we get away with this? Can we?" Because mm-hmm. the plot's ultimately quite simple, and I forget how like mm-hmm. little there is of it really. Once it gets going, like you know, and yeah, it, it, it's like super tight. Like it's uh, and obviously the you know the it, it is a short movie, but like it's you definitely. I don't think there's any boring moments. Like it picks up right away. Like you very quickly are like, you know interested and invested in the characters and yeah. uh it's just you know so so tightly uh you know every, everything just fits together like so well it's uh, it's just such a like a fun easy watch and it feels very um like there's not that many locations it's kind of like just like what like maybe like two or three like locations that kind of just go back and forth yeah i mean i, I feel like it's all obviously it's a low budget movie because it's just a, i mean it's an empire pictures film after all uh but <laughs> It, like I feel like whatever money they had, they put it into the effects, and maybe to an extent, getting a. a, a... It's not so much that I think the cast themselves were expensive because they're, they're. I assume they're all pretty much unknowns at the time for the most part, but yeah, they. I think exactly. they spent time casting it properly, if... so they they're, they're all pretty uh-huh. strong in the performances. Now, I. I could be wrong, but um, I do think I've I've listened to some podcasts. Um, I, I think over the last year I've been mm. listening to some horror ones, and I forget if it was Stuart Gordon or Jeffrey Combs they were interviewing. But I want to say that like Stuart Gordon was a like he used to like write like community plays, and that was kind of the thing he was more known for. And he had like a little kind of theater troupe that I, I think Jeffrey Combs was in. I think all right, okay. that's kind of how they came together and maybe other people and it might be from the troupe as well i don't quote me on that but i, I do think well, there's something along well, the lines what i was, uh, was like getting that. at is that in terms of locations it does feel really cheap because there's, there's this like one morgue in the hallway to the morgue that i feel like we keep coming back to and it makes sense given yeah. the context mm-hmm. we, we keep seeing the security guard who sits out there um and like he's kind of friendly yeah. with people. and he never really factors into the plot much like ultimately at the end he just kind of witnesses some stuff he's kind of like the the, the regular guy just to be like whoa what is this crazy shit happening um 
and then obviously there's the 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 the, the house where they, they live and like maybe the mm. dean's office and a few other places but i mean there's a very limited yeah. so they save money on locations for sure but clearly all of the money went into the effects it went into the absurd effects and making that work um as i have to say that they all work out completely the the dead cat at one point is really really shitty looking <laughs> yeah it doesn't even look remotely real but you know you, 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 yeah you get you, you let it away with it so if, if it's been fun and it is pretty much fun and i, I think jeffrey combs's yeah. energy as 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 an eccentric scientist i think um the dr mm-hmm. hill i think his performance is pretty good uh yeah. he, he gets really cre- creepy as the movie goes on uh and <laughs> a, 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 a slimy kind of sleazy way um yeah. and that kind of works. i'd say even like like yeah like even kind of early on like uh the you know uh the scene um the dinner, where he's like having dinner, yeah, dinner with, with the dean is like ugh, ugh. yeah it's just, it's just the glances it's the way he's making these little comments yeah. he seems too concerned with what she's doing yeah there's just this obsession kind of seeded early on that he's into into barbara campton's character uh yeah. so yeah so but i mean i think that's pretty much all we can say in spoiler free so without further ado mm-hmm. uh full spoilers for reanimator so um the movie <laughs> the movie's real villain's <laughs> dr hill who so mm-hmm. this is why i don't think jeffrey combs uh you know west i don't think you can consider him a good character mm-hmm. because he is far too willing to kill people he's also far too willing to like cover mm-hmm. his tracks by like blaming it on other people and stuff because mm-hmm. it could, basically mm-hmm. so they reanimate the cat and the cat goes you know feral and uh dan goes to the dean and the dean freaks out when he tells him and like says oh your loan's going away we're going to expel him and he's just but he's, he's so he's so like broken by this that he just agrees to help west sneak into the morgue so they can get like a, a cadaver mm-hmm. to reanimate and they do and we get this over the top scene with this this cadaver waking up and like causing chaos and the dean comes in to like mm-hmm. you know like confront them like how dare you come in here when you're not supposed to be here and he gets his fingers bit off. He gets his head bashed. He gets so much. There's a lot of splatting against the wall. Well, like the, that I like a lot actually in this. Yeah, and then like one of the like first things he does is they, um, you know, he he basically like breaks open the like door which like falls on him, yeah. and then he's just like banging on the door. It's just uh, something about that just seems like so kind of like brutal to me. I feel like the Dean just goes this over the top, really long death where he is just, you know, like I say, mm-hmm. fingers bitten off, yeah. bashed with the door, all this stuff thrown across the room. It's this comical mm-hmm. amount of violence towards him. And then to, and to the point where I'm like, how does Meg ever forgive Dan for being a part of this? <laughs> like how? Oh, no, like, no you, you can't. Like, yeah, bullshit. Uh, call him it, bullshit it, now. It's one, of those, it's one of those funny things though where like it almost like starts off like, kind of horrific but then yeah it does go on so long that yeah at one point it does kind of like turn like comedic where you're like oh, okay this is actually kind of funny yeah and then they, they decide oh we'll reanimate him or well i mean mm-hmm. dan doesn't want to he thinks oh this is crazy we can never reanimate anyone again clearly it's not a good idea mm-hmm. and jeffrey comes is like no let's do it <laughs> and he reanimates him and now he's like a he mental patient be different if he's like fresh like yeah and so but now he's like he's okay he's back up he's reanimated but he's like a crazy person just raving in the corner and like you know meg comes in doesn't understand what she's seeing everyone's freaking out and it's after this where we finally kind of which by the way i thought it was weird that dr hill who becomes the villain here of course because he goes to uh to west and like i'm going to take your formula and claim it's my own and if you never want to get any trouble for what you've done you'll give it to me and you know give me everything and obviously west here 
decapitates him with a shovel and then reanimates just the head. But unfortunately for him, the West uh, Hill's body gets back up and the head can still control it. So we get this this body walking around without a head, which is really fun. Again, it's really goofy. It's kind of the spirit of the film, this jovial spirit. Uh, but I want to mention uh, his office before he goes and does this. He's talking to, to okay. Meg, and this is where he gets really creepy because he actually is like, and I know you're alone now, so if you ever want to talk, and he, he just kind of touches her a little yeah. bit, and it's just very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just ask, why does a, a surgeon have like a padded room with a one-way mirror like connecting to his office? Because <laughs> it's not like this is just a different uh, room in the hospital <laughs> and they happen to be here. This is definitely his office. Yeah. They confirm that this is his office later on. That's a good question. I don't know. I didn't think about that. It's not like it's an insane asylum. Like, you know, it just seems like that would be something you would have at like a Arkham Asylum or something. Yeah, it's straight. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Doctor Arkham up in his office. He would have like a private padded room for for observation purposes. But yeah. this just felt really weird. Like, did you just have this installed like today? Uh, but there's a lobotomy on him, and that's how he figures out about the reanimating. Mm-hmm. You know medicine tech you know that, that obviously we should mention this this is beautiful glowing green serum that he has you know that west oh, has yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh very very pretty i, I remember one of the, the special edition dvds from like you know like 10 years mm. ago came with a syringe filled with green goop Ooh, the, oh, i like the, that the, the, the glowed in the dark i think um yeah i think uh originally it took me forever to watch this movie because uh i, I think in high school i'd bought like a used copy and y- you'd probably like recognize that because i feel like you'd see it all the time it was like this big like three disc like green dvd case oh sure yeah um i want to say anchor bay probably put that out uh but like one of the discs was scratched and like uh, i couldn't watch it and then i tried to return it and but they were like well we can't take this back it's scratched and i'm like i know i bought it <laughs> it's scratched i can't uh, and it actually took me quite a while to see it. i think i eventually saw it sometime in college but yeah, um, remember when Anchor Bay was the the company for horror movies like on DVD? They were the ones you were excited about. Yeah, it kind of bums me out that they're not around anymore because I I liked them. I thought they were cool. Yeah, they, they put out some good additions. And now, I wonder. I don't even. Now it's Arrow and like, uh, Scream Factory doing all the stuff. Um, the um... yeah, and there's a few other small ones that are popping up like um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, that's um, one. Severin, uh, I think, is becoming a little bit of a name. Blue Underground was always kind of a smaller one, even back in the Anchor Bay days. It's still kind of around. Yeah, you get these yeah. little labels. Actually, yeah. one thing that I've actually, I think, has been really interesting is, um, again, I like listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm at work, uh, and I've been listening to this one called uh, Shockwaves, which is a horror podcast from uh, Blumhouse, and uh, it, it's really good. They get a lot of interesting interviews, like from people you normally wouldn't hear from and so like they talk to a lot of people that work at these companies so like the uh just i think for like horror nerds and stuff it's interesting to hear like how the people from scream factory actually you know how how they license titles and you know why sometimes they can't get this movie or why it takes so long to get this movie out and Mm. stuff Uh, so it's it's interesting stuff behind that yeah i feel like as time goes on like these boutique labels get more and more movies easier Mm. because basically yeah. the big studios are giving up on physical media to the, you know to the extent they used to want to do it so now now like i think stream factory like what did they put, they put out carry i think last year or something like that like a recent you know, yeah. relatively recently mm-hmm. and i feel like five years ago even never mind 10 years ago like mgm mm-hmm. would never have let them have carry 
because they'd want to do their own version oh, yeah. of Carrie and make their own money directly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now mm-hmm. they're not as interested in putting out discs for old movies. So like, yeah, just take Carrie. We can make mm-hmm. some money off the licensing, and you can put out your disc, and that's how it is. Yeah. Because obviously we're, we're going. Stre- that sounds about right. We're going streaming now. We're doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know. Um. It's interesting though. I believe Arrow has like a, a channel on Amazon Prime, so you can get like a lot of Arrow movies that oh. way if you want. To oh, cool. Go that route. Um. But hey, so yeah, uh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so so we have we have Hill with a head missing, and that's just kind of the end game of the movie because he gets the basically what he's done apparently. It turns out that he can control. He's made like a a serum for the brain where he can control. He can actually take over their, their will. Um, and he says mm-hmm. that it works even better with reanimated corpses. So it turns out he actually makes mm-hmm. uh, Thingy's dad, uh, the, the Dean, go and kidnap her mm-hmm. and bring her in. And he straps her to a table, strips off her clothes, and we have mm-hmm. one of the most creepiest, like, silly scenes mm-hmm. ever. Where mm-hmm. he's in, like, his head's in this tray, and he's just kind of, like, he, he can barely speak. He's kind of struggling, but he's sort of looking over, and he's sort of licking mm-hmm. his lips, and it's kind of disgusting. And then eventually, of yeah. course, the, uh, the headless body of him picks up his head, his own head and shoves it into her crotch and the whole thing is just like like bizarre and ridiculous and over the top (laughs) and um and surreal it's it's, it's something else and i mean everything with his headless body because i I love that his headless body sneaks into the (laughs) the morgue with the because there's there's a model (laughs) head on his desk in his office (laughs) and he he sneaks into the the morgue with that in his head or on his on his neck i suppose to be more accurate it's funny even like yeah like talks to the, like the security guard yeah uh, which is funny and then when he you know when he talks he, it's like muffled because it's in the bag yeah his head's in the bag funny. yeah that's, no, that's, that's good yeah. stuff um so of course dan shows up uh, mm-hmm. so does west and they they try and save her of course you feel like west is just there mm-hmm. to like get his his uh his materials back get his, his, his concoction yeah. back and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah, we get we get like a, a big um you know, it's like, Oh, I've got a plan here and like all of the cadavers mm-hmm. wake up. He's controlling all of them. So we get a big sort of face. That's a yeah. It, yeah, it's like a great scene when they like uh yeah, you know, I forget exactly what he says, but like yeah, you know, yeah, he says something that, that makes them like all rise and it's just like this cool shot where you, it's kinda like, Oh man, they they're screwed. Uh, this is probably what you're saying earlier on where there's a lot of nudity here because mm-hmm. there are all these cadavers who are just yeah. going around naked. Yeah. Um <laughs> a lot of nudity. Um so yeah, we we get yeah and more more fighting uh, to the point where the, the like somehow it didn't work when he was kidnapping her, but Barbara C- Crampton gets through to her dad. She's like, "Hey, dad, it's me, mm-hmm. please." And he kind of like because obviously he cares about his daughter. It kind of it's enough to break the control, and he goes after the mm-hmm. uh, after after Hill, and he squeezes his head. He actually squishes his head in until it goes yeah. plop. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's chaos. And and uh, Jeffrey Combs is grabbed by all the all the dead people, and he's like pulled into the the, the, mm. the smoke that's filling up the room. Uh, and unf- another yeah, great shot. And unf- a lot of really cool like atmosphere. There is uh, yeah, interesting shots. There's a lot of good good little beats here. Uh, again with the effects, like everything with the head and the tray is so good. And him walking about with his, his head and his hands, and it's good. It's just good stuff. Um, Unfortunately, though, uh, Meg, Barbara Campton's character, uh, does get killed. Mm. She she is grabbed by a cadaver at the elevator, and we have to actually yeah. hack off his arm. Uh, Dan hacks off his arm, mm-hmm. uh, which is still twitching, mm-hmm. might, might I add, just to add a bit more humor to the mm-hmm. the situation. Uh, and he mm-hmm. takes her up, he takes her up to the other floor with the where the hospital rooms are, and this all links back into the start of the movie because when we first met Dan, he was trying to resuscitate like a woman, 
and he couldn't oh, yeah. and he gets chastised by the teacher because he doesn't he should know that it's over and should give up but he keeps you know he keeps doing cpr as best he can so we get the same scene here where he's doing it with her and it's the love of his life and he's trying his best he's trying his best to do it uh, uh but it doesn't work everyone leaves the room it's all sad and then he, he's got uh west bag and he pulls out the green syringe and it just fades to black as he's as he's putting it in and you hear a scream you're like how, how does he think this is a good idea you know every single person who comes back with this stuff is like a raving zombie like madness well i mean it's the yeah no it, it's definitely never a good idea but yeah it's that kind of mental state where you do anything and then you always find some way to justify it usually it's like oh no yeah if we do the closer we do it we do it right away or something that it'll help but i really love just the uh the way they show it at the end though because yeah like he has this the syringe of green and then it fades to black but you still see the green stuff and then you kind of see it start to get depleted like it's being injected yeah. which it just is a really cool visual yeah you just hear a scream and then that's when the credits start uh start mm-hmm. playing and that's the way it's, it's actually a really short simple movie when you you actually yeah. break it down um but it's full of all these inventive little ideas and really over the top effects you can tell that they really sat down and thought about the effects and what they want those set pieces with the head with the cadaver uh one of my favorite bits actually is when uh towards the end when the security guard comes back and sees all the chaos and he runs off to get the cops oh, yeah. uh the, the head gets thrown out of the room and it hits the wall behind him and it's just a splat and there's just like blood splat. and mush just you know falling down the wall uh yeah. that's pretty good that's pretty good stuff uh but no so no it's really fun and like despite the the what might be like a really dark subject matter it's actually really jovial and i I think that's kind of the charm of it is that it it keeps it kind of just in the right tone that you can't help but just smile at it you you smile at the the macabre of the of the the humor yeah and like even the you know like the big scene that like you know a lot of people recognize from the movie of the you know the head giving head as it were Mm -hmm. uh like you know even that like uh it's like obviously it's not something like you're smiling at but it it does feel like it is a little because of how crazy and over the top it is and because it's like this weird zombie that's holding his own head it's like less upsetting than you would get just like a I guess a normal rape scene or something in a movie would be like oh, it's yeah. uh, um, yeah. I think um, what, what um, I forgot what I was going to say to be honest <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 I'm entirely honest I had a thought and then it went yeah. away um, but yeah Radimir I think um, it's got a pretty strong cast this is the sort of thing where if it had a weaker yeah. cast if it didn't have the effects that it had uh, then I have a director that understood the tone that it was going for. It would probably <laughs> fail quite miserably. You, you, you can see the terrible version of this, like made by other people, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, like uh, Jeffrey Combs does does such a great job that it's like it seems virtually impossible to imagine anyone else playing that character. Like, oh it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I can't even imagine like anyone doing it as good as him. Yeah, uh, as we said, it's really unbelievable that she because she's because she, she does seem to forgive Dan for his involvement, right? Whether they're almost about to kiss yeah. before the, the she gets kidnapped by the the, the zombie version of her father. Um, and as much as I'm calling them zombies, I would never really classify this as a zombie movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not really sure what you would mad scientist necessarily say. Okay, yeah, mad scientist that's movie. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, even though they're, yeah, tech they're, they're not 
Yeah, I, I feel like zombies, you have to have that. The thing is, they have to be, they have to want to eat you. Uh, I feel like the, uh, they have to want to eat you and they have to uh, change you when they bite you. And yeah, that's not what this is. It's just yeah. reanimated corpses, but they're just <laughs> feral and violent. Yeah. Um, and na- naked. <laughs> and usually naked, yes. This is this is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always a shame we didn't get more animals, though. I mean, would you, would you not want to see a reanimated goat going nuts and oh, yeah. crazy and oh my god that'd be amazing yeah, that, 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 you gotta save something for the sequel though <laughs> yeah, oh yeah I mean I've not seen the sequels maybe yeah. there's goats in that I, 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 we'll find out <laughs> uh, but no it's good I, I'm not sure I, I feel like I've seen Bride at some point but I, I really don't remember anything about it I know for sure that I've seen Beyond because I remember very specifically like me and my friend uh, watched that one time but yeah I don't remember Bride too much I mean Je- so, Jeffrey I'm Combs I'm sure is in them. the sequels which is because yeah, I mean you, oh, you don't yeah, see him die definitely. here but it is very kind of it definitely implies mm-hmm. he's a goner right so obviously the sequel yeah. kind of rewrites that a little bit just to have him mm-hmm. back which I can't blame them for really but um, it doesn't need a sequel oh, yeah, like this is a perfectly fine standalone movie but I'm curious to see what the sequels oh, are, yeah. are like so we'll definitely mm-hmm. get to them uh, in the near future mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think my, probably my favorite line, uh, and, and probably one of the more memorable lines, is when he's confronting uh, the zombified or reanimated uh, Doctor Hill, and he's telling him he's going to take credit for his discovery. And he's like, "Who's going to believe you? You're a talking head." <laughs> <laughs> That's just a very, it's just, a very good point. And it's just like his like delivery though is so like earnest. Like you know, there's nothing about him that ever falters and is overwhelmed by the experience like he's more concerned about this guy trying to take credit for his work than the fact that it's a reanimated corpse actually before meg goes down to see what's going on because she's been told to wait upstairs uh not during the final scene during the scene with her dad uh is being attacked she's she's randomly sitting next to this patient in the hospital area and it's this guy who's like missing a chin he's got bandages on but he's like you can tell that he's missing like the bottom half of his face uh, but he's just staring at her the whole time. Like he's just looking at her the whole time. I, was, I noticed it this time when I was watching it. He's just he's got his eyes on her. Um, I don't know if that's more creepy affection or if it's just meant to be like a quirky little like moment, like just yeah. something there in the background to notice. I don't know. Like, how does the uh, like how does the dean not get just as creeped out by like Doctor Hill? Because the the thing is like like Doctor Hill is like he seems like pretty old. Like I don't know how old he's supposed to be but he seems like at least in his 40s uh i'd I'd say he's at least 50 but yeah yeah and then like just when they're having that dinner scene and he dr hill's like i want to give a toast and he's just talking about like you know to the ever you know beautiful graceful daughter and it's like like you how would you not like kick that guy out of your house after that yeah i mean obviously they say that the, the, the dean's very religious and like old-fashioned and like they have to hide the fact that they're a couple because, like, as far as he's concerned, she should not be having any sex before marriage. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it maybe goes with those. He just, he just, he just can't even consider that that's what he means. That no, no, he's just being yeah. very pleasant about my daughter. That's that's maybe what his mind's thinking. True. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for you, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we should we should rate the movie, Tim. Yeah. Uh Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough because I'm trying to decide between like a, a nine and nine point five to be honest. Because uh, yeah, I really like this movie, and I don't think there's uh, too much fault to be had with it. Um, and I think I'm gonna give it a a nine. Um, 
yeah, I, I mean, I really, really don't have any complaints though. Like it's, um, you know, that small one I mentioned before. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is such a, a fun, good movie that the gore just looks amazing uh, and all the performances are great. And, you know, it's such like a nice brisk, like one and done movie that, uh, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to, to say too many bad things about it. Yeah. I'm going to go as high as that. I'm going to give it a solid eight. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's a great okay. movie. Uh, I think it's a great little schlock fest for what it is. Um, good performances, good effects, all the stuff. Um, I wouldn't go super hi- hi- higher than that though, uh, just because I don't think it. Um, like, I-, I don't know if it ever really ha- Missing... has anything more to it than than just the fun factor. If that makes sense, there's never like okay, yeah, you know, like there's there's, there's no real like character arc really being told beyond like anything. <laughs> sure that's fair yeah like there's yeah. no like deeper meaning there's yeah. no like <laughs> hidden truths you're gonna find out about yourself or it's 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 like a good popcorn flick you yeah. kind of watch it you're done it's not sticking in your mind all week so. it's, it's, and, it, I, I get that it's great as that don't get me wrong like it's absolutely that's why it's yeah. fascinating like I, I have a blast whenever i watch it uh so mm-hmm. there you go that is reanimator and uh of course continue to come back for more episodes during october because it's the october thon and you can of course support us and uh, make sure we can keep coming back for more octobers over at patreon.com slash tv where you can uh, get get voting rights once per month you can add movies to the crypt which is our our to-do list of movies that our patrons can add to everyone can look at the list the list is in the description you can get a link to that down there but um the patrons get to add the movies to it um but that is uh that is that is us so thank you very much for for watching um or, or listening we always appreciate it uh get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates i'm at wibble 89 tim's at tim vergulish uh you can find us on twitters there uh but that is that's it so thank you very much once again we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies guys happy october and goodbye <laughs>